0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Lightning quick smartphone charging tech. Rising from the ashes, it's Phoenix Nation on SENZ. Yeah, three past three here on SENZ, and this is the very first Phoenix Nation with OPPO, and uh, we do have some OPPO stuff to give away too, so listen in throughout the show, figure out how you can get on the show, and uh, challenge us to a... Oppo penalty shootout. We're going to do one uh, towards the end of the show. You see how that works, and we'll get you to send in your details if you want to have a crack at winning some uh, some great Oppo gear throughout the show and throughout the season. Coming up on the show, uh, we're going to catch up with the Oppo, literally, in Adelaide United, the first opposition of the season. Uh, Ryan Kiddo, the vice captain, is going to join us a little later on the show. Also, reserves coach and former. Uh, Number nine for the Wellington Phoenix, Chris Greenacre is going to talk about the boys that are coming through, and uh, that is uh, going to continue right through until the women kick off, which is not till about mid-November, so we'll catch up with Natalie and her squad as well uh, throughout the season as they get underway. First ever guest on uh, Phoenix Nation, uh, brought to you by OPPO, is all-white and Phoenix stalwart as well, Tim Payne. G'day, Tim. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Mate, pre-season, just about done. How how itching are you to start proper?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, the A-League always, always has a uh, very long pre-season, so all the boys are itching and ready to go, and hopefully you know, it's a successful one for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's the feeling in the squad at the moment compared to other years? Um, the, now, obviously, the last couple of years you've been in Australia, so you're back home, got a few new faces as well.
2: Yeah, no, we're buzzing. Um, you know, I think being away from home for two years uh, to come back and play in front of our our home fans at Sky Stadium is fantastic. So, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to that and hopefully we can have a successful season, as I said earlier.
1: Yeah, mate, and get, get to spend half the season in New Zealand, which would be nice too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Make a big difference. Hey, now, you, you've just come off an all-white campaign as well. Um, we had a couple of games against the Aussies. Um from your point of view, obviously you've been coached by Danny Hay previously, uh, and obviously you work with uh, Ufuk Tale for the last couple of seasons. What's the what's the biggest difference between those two guys as coaches, or is it pretty seamless for you?
2: I think at, at that top level, um, a lot of the stuff is, is is relatively similar. They give us ideas and ways to deal with games, but you know it's the boys on the park and the stuff that come on that. Have to make the, the, those decisions, whether it's on the ball or off the ball. So I think they're, they're both just there for guidance for us. Um, obviously, they have two different ways of playing football, um, a little bit different. Danny's probably a little, we probably press a little bit higher, whereas we're a little bit more structured with Sophie. But both on the ball, both wanting to express ourselves and you know play what we see and try and play entertaining football.
1: What about you personally, mate? I mean, we've seen you play right back. We've seen you play holding midfield. Of course, we've seen you uh, be converted into a centre-back as well. Um, Do you have a preference? Where do you you prefer to play?
2: Uh, Either either centre-back or right-back. It it, it doesn't bother me too much. Um, Obviously, when there's games in front of me, I think that suits me a little bit better. Um, you playing playing centre-back, you do a little bit more best work, so... That's a little bit nice, nicer, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy I enjoy both centre back and right back, so happy to help the team out wherever I can.
1: You've uh, re- got a reasonably good engine, mate. You tend to get up and down that that line quite uh, quite a lot when you're playing right back. How how much did you have to tweak maybe what you do at training from playing centre back to playing right back?
2: Um, oh, it's, to be honest, the training is much the same all the time. Um, I think the biggest thing for those two positions is actually just that game fitness. But pushing yourself through that barrier when when you need to um, to get forward and get back. Um, yeah, that's probably just a little bit of a change of mindset from from centre-back to right-back, and that's a big key thing to have to go on the hurt locker a little bit more.
1: Yeah, the hurt locker. I don't like the sound of that at all. Um, you're, welcome, <laughs> you're welcome to it, mate. Now, we talked about pre but you had a really good cup run in the Australian Cup as well. Um, how did that feel and how does that help some of the new faces integrate into the squad?
2: Yeah, it was obviously fantastic to get games against daily opposition um, in pre season and obviously games that meant something. So I think that put us in fantastic stead leading into the season. Uh, it was uh, obviously disappointing to lose out in the quarterfinals, but obviously like to keep, keep on going. But um, yeah, it's been fantastic for the new boys coming in, getting their chance. Um, to jail with the rest of the boys, and as I said, uh, it's been competitive games. So contrary to maybe previous seasons, especially last season when we disrupted by COVID, I think we're you know we're in a good place and we're just we're buzzing for the season to start.
1: Now I mentioned new faces, and we've got some some really good talent that's come into the squad this season. And one that I was kind of raised an eyebrow probably more than the others, just because he's an Australian at a good age. Uh, and you tend not to find those guys leave Australia very often, but Stephen Ugarkovic coming here feels like a real coup for the club, mate. How's he settled in, and how many times did you mention that penalty at Eden Park in pre-season? Uh,
0: no, nah,
2: to be honest, hasn't been mentioned that much. Um, but yeah, Stevie, Stevie's a top lad, and I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there with what you just said. It's been fantastic for the club to get a player of as quality and every player to, to come over to Wellington, so... I think that's going to be a great addition for us in, the, in that sixth role, and it gives good competition for the rest of the boys.
1: And Bosidek as well as a guy that caught the eye in, in that cup run, but he's a different type of team to say Ulysses Davia, right? So uh, what's he like to play with, and and who would you compare him to if you had to compare him to maybe a player playing over in Europe?
2: Um, I think it's a hard one. He's, he, he is definitely someone that's a little bit different, which is which is positive, I think. It's He's almost uh, a little bit uncanny in the way he goes about some of some of his, his plays. So that's, I think, something to watch out for. Um, yeah, and so I think that's going to offer us that little bit of different, as you said, to players that we've had previously in that position. And, you know, he's come in and worked really well with the team and worked really hard. So I think they're all buzzing, all the foreigners that have come in to come here at a good age as well, obviously, and to impress and do well for the club.
1: First game of the season is uh, back at Sky Stadium against Adelaide United. It's a it's a game, Adelaide United, it's kind of developed its own sort of rivalry, kind of similar clubs in a way in terms of the size and the way they run.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, obviously we're excited about the opportunity to play against Adelaide. Um, yeah, They've obviously done well with the development of some of their players too and they're going overseas and taking that step, which is, which is fantastic, and I think they're a team who try and play positive and entertainment football too. So, yeah, it's going to be a good uh, matchup on the weekend, and hopefully, we can come away with three points.
1: Yeah, it'd be good to start the season with a W, wouldn't it? Um, Tim, let's uh, talk a little bit about the A League then, and get and get your take on a few things. Uh, as a player, what's your favourite away ground? Your favourite ground to go and play at?
2: Probably, probably Amy Amy Park against Melbourne Victory.
1: And what about the uh, opposition fans? Who have you found gives the opposition the most stick?
2: Um, I, I think obviously fans quite enjoy like, giving us Kiwi, Kiwi boys a lot of stick no matter where we go. Um, but I, I'd say I'd say that same same venue and probably for that same reason, they get obviously a good uh, fan base and um, there's always good crowd numbers when you play at Melbourne Victory. So it's always enjoyable to get a little bit of stick from the fans.
1: Yeah, nice. And there's a bit of history there too. I mean, that's the first club, the uh, first A-League game the club ever played was against the victory, wasn't
2: it? There you go, yeah. I I honestly didn't didn't even know that myself, but uh, yeah, that's a little bit of history for the club. Yeah, indeed, mate, indeed.
1: All right, Tim, hey, just before you go, let's get to know you a little bit better. We've got five quick questions from the spot. Are you ready?
3: Yeah,
1: help me. Okay, mate, if I grab your phone right now and flick through your Spotify playlist, what was the last song you played?
2: Oh, hold on. You want me to actually do this? Yep. Yeah, do it. Um where do you go? I've been listening to the new uh Avanel Bowling Club album called Trees.
1: There you go, mate, there you go. That wasn't too that wasn't too painful and not too embarrassing either. That's good. Appreciate it, <laughs> mate. Uh, if you've got a night off and uh, you don't have training the next day, and you, you, maybe you can have a you have a cheat meal. What's your comfort food? What's you go to? Uh, nice burger. Nice burger. You got a preference? Of burger burger joints.
2: Um, there's a couple of good ones down here, but uh, it's hard to go past Burger Fuel. Burger Fuel. All right, mate. All right. Um, in terms
1: of uh, sitting on the couch with your favourite burger. From Burgerfield. Uh what what's on the telly mate? What's your favorite movie or T V series? What are you watching?
2: Um I've I've watched a few. My favourite's probably Peaky Blinders, but at the moment I'm watching House of Dragon. That's pretty good, isn't it?
1: Have you have you pulled out the old uh, the old cheese cutter? Do you own one of those?
2: No, I haven't. I haven't dressed up as speaker Blinder yet, though. But I, I, I do rate the fashion. <laughs> you do rate it.
1: Nice, nice, mate. Nice. Um, we have uh, got just a couple more for you, mate. Before we we'll let you go, I do have to uh, do have to ask you. Outside of uh, football, what's your favourite sport? Golf. Golf. I, I hear you're reasonably handy, mate. What are you playing off?
2: Oh no, I don't, I don't know if I'm reasonably handy. I play off about a seventeen at the moment. Um, Ollie, Ollie and Aldi are quite good golfers, but. I just, yeah, enjoy being out there. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, they don't talk you into playing for like 10 bucks a hole or anything like that?
2: No, nah, no. Nah. We have little um, games against each other where we'll buy lunch whatever it is. We might play a, a scramble or, uh, yeah, compete for <laughs> stable foods. Yeah. So that makes it more enjoyable. All right, mate. All right. How many times have you had to buy
1: lunch? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty, Tim. I love the honesty. Hey, before you go, mate, before we let you go, uh, last question. The most famous person you've met, who is it?
2: Good question. Uh, probably Neymar from Brazil. Neymar? Yeah. Nice, mate,
1: that's, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty famous.
2: We played against him, against him in the Olympics in 2012 in London.
1: You didn't manage to blag his shirt?
2: Nah, I'm not too, not massive on the memorabilia side of things. Nice, I think I do remember
1: who's got that. I think Costa Barbarusas might have it, actually.
2: Uh, yeah, I might have to ask him. Yeah, you gonna
1: <laughs> have to, mate. Do some digging for us. Hey, Tim, thanks for coming on, bud. Uh, the very first uh, Oppo Phoenix Nation, uh, our first ever guest as well. Good luck for the weekend against Adelaide, eh? This is Phoenix Nation on SCNZ, and for the very first show, our very first OPPO opponent is out of Adelaide United, that is their Vice-Captain, Ryan Kiddo. G'day, Ryan, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Mate, uh, how's pre-season been for the Reds? Uh, you, you've been tracking pretty well?
3: Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, I think we've just passed 13, 14 weeks, so it's been hard work. Um, obviously, we've been able to work tactically and physically, so... I think we're all pretty keen for the season to start, but um yeah, it's definitely been an enjoyable preseason and one that's probably gone fast, so it's probably a, a good sign.
1: Yeah, preseason and for A League when you compare it to, I guess like say so European leagues, you know, from a fans point of view at least, always seems quite long. How how does it seem as a player?
0: Yeah,
3: it, I mean, I've only ever done an A League preseason, so it's all I know, so I haven't got anything to compare it to, but all the boys that do come over from Europe. Do say it is very long. Um, I think obviously the cup competition, the longer you can stay in that, the better you are, because then you've got competitive matches. Um, but yeah, it's it's all I've known, so yeah, it's I'm I'm, I'm happy to put up with it.
1: There's um the, that cup competition is I think seems to be going strength to strength. I mean we saw it this season with you know Sydney United making the final who are a non A league team. So that tier underneath you know with the um, South Australian Premier League, the VPL, the you know New South Wales one, et etc. Uh, seems to be get, going getting stronger and stronger as well. I, I think there was another team from Adelaide that did pretty well, made the made the semis as well, wasn't there?
3: Yeah, we had um we drew Adelaide City, so we had them. I think it was in the uh, around the 16, um, so uh, they're, a, they're a good side. And yeah, there's a lot of quality in those local leagues and obviously there's very limited opportunities only being 12 teams in the A-League. So I think there's a bit of a push for a national second division and yeah, if it's able to be implemented and be cost-effective, I, I think it would be a wonderful thing for the game.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be great, mate. I mean, in the A-League itself, has gone strength to strength, got a new ownership structure and things as well. How are you finding it now where you've got you know more clubs and a longer season?
3: Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I think uh, the more games we can play, uh, the, better, the better we are and the better the development of players will be um, in, in Australia and New Zealand. So, um, no, it's good. Um, I think now that the owners have more say, then hopefully, yeah, we can just keep going from strength to strength, continue to grow the game and turn that junior participation rate into a lot of interest at the top level. You're a proud South Australian,
1: so it must be good for you to have played most of your footy uh, for Adelaide. You did have to have a stint away, though, to to break into the team. You played a season up at Newcastle. Um, How was that for you in terms of developing as a young player?
3: Yeah, no, it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. I love Newcastle as a place, and I really enjoyed playing my football there. Um, It's just one of those things with how it's funny sometimes how things work out, because yeah, I, was un- I wasn't able to secure a contract um, when I was a young player at Adelaide United so I went back and, and played in the NPL myself um, and then I was lucky enough to get an opportunity from Newcastle and without that opportunity I wouldn't be able to be playing for Adelaide today so I'm very appreciative for what they did for me uh, and the chance they gave me and yeah it definitely made me grow as a person and as a player. How would
1: you say your game has changed over the years? I mean, you know, you started really more of as a as a left winger, but you know, we've obviously seen you play left back, and we've seen you play the left side of a midfield. I guess almost in a left wing back position. Where, yeah, you know, where do you where do you prefer, and how do you think your game's changed?
3: Yeah, I think I've matured as a player, and I've probably been open to um, be comfortable to learn to play a number of positions. Naturally, as a young player, I've always been an attacker, and that's what I wanted to do, but. As I've grown and um, with opportunities that coaches have presented with me, I've been able to develop and, and turn into a, a bit of a left-back as well. So um, I'm quite happy to do whatever's required for the team um, and, and where I'm going to get my chances to play my best football. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the challenge and when I'm still learning. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we can go to another level this year.
1: You just signed a new three-year deal with Adelaide too, mate. So that's cemented your future through to your early 30s?
3: Yeah, no, it's nice. Um, it's a good show of faith from the club, and yeah, one I'm really appreciative of. And yeah, there was it was a simple decision for me because I'm an Adelaide boy, like you alluded to earlier, and I, and I love the club and I love the town. So I could only ever imagine put, pulling on the red short, the red shirt, whilst I'm in the A League.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one for you, isn't it? I mean, you've you've been at Adelaide under a number of coaches, and for a while there, Adelaide uh, United had a um, a reputation for you bringing in Dutch coaches or Spanish coaches. But really, where you've had your best successes in a, in a way is bringing in one of the old boys in Carl Viet. Um, how's he as a boss?
3: Yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, I think I've really played my best football under Carl, and I think the the attitude and the way he uh, presents himself, he. He's not just a full-on football-focused person. When you're at football, football is the most important thing, but he has a wonderful work-life balance. And I think it's something that I've really been able to relate to as a, as a player and person. And he's not just focused on the on the player either. He's also focused on the individual and making sure we develop into good people. And, yeah, it's just something that really resonates with me. And um, he's a wonderful man and a wonderful coach. And you go out there and you play your best for him every single week.
1: It seems to me as a, you know, a fan of another club in the A-League, watching Adelaide you always seem to be better or bigger than the sum of your parts you don't tend to as a club sign say some of the big overseas stars that the Sydney and Melbourne clubs do why do you think that is why do you think you continue to be so competitive and so successful
3: I think it's our culture and like I just spoke about with Carl and what he's driven and previously with Ross and now Mark Milligan coming in it's um, everyone is a good person within our club and we all want to fight for each other it's it's quite a special group and a special feeling we have. And yes, we don't have the budget the other teams have, but we also don't have the egos or personalities. So, um, yeah, I love being a part of the team. And I suppose it's a bit of that underdog, um, the underdog card, but it's one that we all um, relish and accept the challenge and try and every single week go out there and, and prove people wrong. And, and we love it.
1: You've won a couple of uh, FFA Cups, as they were called, Australia Cup now, uh, in your time at Adelaide. How far away do you think this Adelaide United squad is from competing uh, for winning the overall A-League title and having the old gold toilet seat on the club, club room wall?
3: Yeah, it's obviously what we really want to achieve as a group and as a club. Um, we came awfully close last year in the double leg against Melbourne City and losing an extra time, so... That was quite hard to take. And in my stint at Adelaide, I've played in another two preliminary finals, we'll call it semi-finals. I just haven't been able to get to that last game yet. So that's definitely the the objective over these coming seasons, starting with, with this season. And yeah, it's something I think I believe in this group and what we're capable of. And obviously we don't really have much external pressure because people don't ever seem to really think that we can do it. But internally, that's the complete opposite. We... Um, believe in ourselves and we continue to grow every day every day every year every season and yeah we're looking forward to this one
1: yeah mate yeah I, I know that how that feels I mean even our own bookies over here the TAB have the Phoenixes dead last on the uh, on the favorites list coming into the season which seems wrong to me
3: yeah yeah it seems to be the way of, um, I think Craig Goodwin did a media uh, this week, and if you're not on the eastern coast with the, in the New South Wales or Victoria, then you don't seem to attract much interest. But as Wellington have, and as we do, we always seem to sneak under the radar, radar, and be difficult teams to beat. So. Hopefully both sides can can go well this season and prove the doubters wrong. Yeah, of
1: course. Your first game of the season is in Wellington. Um, I want to ask you a few questions about your career so far, and maybe that'll pop up because uh, you know, in terms of away grounds, you've done plenty of travel in your career around the A League and the A League. Some of the clubs have shifted venues as
3: well, but what would you rate as the best away ground in the A League? It's a good question. I think all grounds offer um, unique experiences I obviously love our rivals are Melbourne Victory so playing away to them always generates a fantastic atmosphere with their fans and our fans coming together and then I I love traveling to Wellington I love going to Central Coast all those stadiums have like a bit of a unique feel to them so yeah for different reasons I like different stadiums for an atmosphere point of view I I love playing Melbourne Victory away but from a scenery point of view Wellington and Central Coast are, are probably up there as well.
1: Now I think I might know the answer to this question, given your last answer. But uh, in terms of uh, the away crowds that you've played in front of, which oppo give you the most stick as a player?
3: Yeah, it would have to be Melbourne Victory. I think that's our original rivalry. Um, so yeah, they probably they probably do give the most stick. Um, but yeah, we love having we love playing them, and it's probably the one you look forward to at the start of the season. Yeah. You, you look when those games are and, and you start to to get ready, prepare yourself. And when that week comes around, yeah, everyone's pretty pumped up and doing everything they can to make sure they're playing that week.
1: Now you mentioned Craig Goodwin. He's an absolute superstar for Adelaide United has been for a couple of seasons, but who for you is the all time Adelaide great? Well, oh, that's
3: a good question. Um, for me, I would say I'm probably pretty lucky. uh Uh, There's probably three people at the club right now who I think are probably the all-time greats, one being Eugene Glekovic, who's our goalkeeper coach. Mm. Um, The amount of appearances he's played, the success he's brought to the team, and just his consistency of performances. And then two players that I'm lucky enough to play with right now, Isaias Sanchez and Craig Goodwin, I would have to say, are probably two players who I think are... Yeah, probably go up there as one of the, the greatest of all times for the club and very lucky to train with them every day and, and pull on the red shirt and play with them on the weekends.
1: Now, all the times that uh, you've come up against the Knicks as an oppo, uh, you will have tangled with a few different players, but who's been the toughest bloke in a yellow
3: and black shirt you've come up against? Oh, that's another good question. who um, oh. I think from a, a pure grunt point of view, um, if you come up against Alex Rufa, he doesn't really leave anything to the imagination. So he's always tough and obviously pain at the back as well. They have two boys that get stuck in. Um, or you obviously had Taylor as well, who was a very good player for at the back. Um, and Costa Barbarus is back for another stint. So, um, yeah, I think you've got a very exciting squad and all those players are, pose different challenges at different times. All right, Ryan. Thanks very much for coming
1: on, mate, and uh, and, and being the oppo on the oppo chat. Uh, just before we let you go, got to know, uh, your nickname, what's your nickname in the squad, and is it Rhino?
3: <laughs> no, but maybe it can be. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Everyone just calls me Kits or Kiddo, so no, no real nicknames just yet, but I'm known to get a little bit of red mist around the training ground when small-sided games come, so... Everyone knows that we get a little bit angry, so maybe Rhino's quite fitting.
1: Yeah, Rhino might work. Let's see if you can slip <laughs> that in there, mate. Hey, listen, thanks very much for the chat. Uh Ryan, I really appreciate it. Travel safe over to uh Wellington for the first game of the season. And uh I will I wish, wish you good luck from round two onwards. How's that?
3: Yeah, that's fair. Same, same goes to you. <laughs>
0: Feel like a brand new bus. But you'll never see. Just-
1: Twenty six away from four o'clock here on Phoenix Nation with Oppo Ricardo Ball with you and joining us is a former Phoenix number nine and now reserve team coach Chris Green. Okay, how are you, sir?
4: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Yeah, obviously, the reserve started their season last weekend in the new National League format. Couldn't get the win up in Napier, but uh, how, how are you feeling about the way the squad's shaping up ahead of that National League season?
4: Yeah no we've been, we've been shaping up well obviously we've had um quite a, a big chunk of our squad um, were away in the, the qualifiers in Tahiti which was which was great um you know to see the the under 20s qualify for the the world cup which is which is excellent for the country so um preparation's been sort of on and off but it's been uh, it's been important that those guys were in, in full-time football and, um, and we're, we're keeping foot, so we've, we've worked really hard with the players that were, were behind and um, you know we, we went into the Napier game in, in really good shape. Um, I thought um, we, we performed pretty well and um, we, we created a, a lot of opportunities in the game and we just failed to capitalise on them. But all in all, disappointed with the result, but there was certainly um, a lot of positives from, from that game, um, which will lead us in nicely to the, 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 the home game here this weekend against Auckland United.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great game that one, mate. And in terms of the new National League format, um, how are you finding it? I guess you know, sort of having to, you know, you play the central league, all the central league games, and then you step up into the National League. Does that give you? Feels like it gives you more games.
4: Absolutely, and that, that's what it's about. It's it's about getting um, the best young players, senior games, um, and more of them, pretty much. So the format, the format's been is, is excellent. And um, again, we're just trying to give them as many games as possible, and. Um, and um, hopefully that gives them the best platform to showcase their skills and um, hopefully move and progress, you know, on the international stage and, and obviously into the, into the first team. So um, we know we're great. it's great how the, the format's been laid out and, and long may that continue.
1: You've you got a few uh, guys that have had a taste of first team action in the last season or two, including Riley Bidwar. Um, how is this, the strength and depth at the moment? And, um, you know, who's maybe a name we can look out for this season?
4: Yeah, there's there's a number of them, um, number of players that you know. It's it's difficult to single out any players because I don't want to put any excess pressure on them. And um, but you you mentioned Ryder Bidwire as a as as a, as a contender. But um, yeah, th- their exposure with the first teams obviously stands them in huge stead. Obviously, when they come and step back into sort of our environment, and um, one one thing that it does is it, it it raises the I suppose the expectation of the players who are already in the squad. So now. There are demands on on what's expected if you need to step up into that first team, and having those players step back down certainly drives that for us. So, um, but no, we've we've had a number of players um, that were playing at the central league level. Um, they hadn't played at that level at all. Uh, they'd only had minimal exposure until the sort of start of this season. So, um, in all in their progress and how they're progressing, um, it, it's been great for them to to. Establish themselves, I suppose, and and we finished third, and potentially we believe we we could have maybe finished higher up, but um, they've, they've shown that they're able to to uh, perform at this level, and the next stage up from now is this national league level, and um, hopefully they can have the confidence um, in what they're doing to to again perform at this level, and then hopefully go on to you know make the grade in the first team or certainly be a part of the first team squad.
1: Now Chris when you first came out to New Zealand to join the Wellington Phoenix as a player uh, I imagine the club looked a lot different then to what it does now particularly with the new facilities you've moved
4: into how how just how much has the club grown in your time Hugely hugely um you know and, and that's that's how it was at the time um you know we had minimal resources um and then as you mentioned uh, the new training facility that the 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 club's got now is just on another scale to Probably any anything anywhere in the world. So it's certainly come a long way from from us getting changed um, in a garage at Newtown Park to now going to a multi-million dollar complex. So it's certainly um, the stability around the club is is exceptional. I you know the, the stability behind the scenes, the people that are working for the club behind the scenes, and then also in the football department as well. Um, you know the environment's changed significantly significant, significantly since I was well, I was in. Or so. Um, hopefully, it can continue to grow, and now we can, um, you know, hopefully uh, put a team on the field that's going to contend with um, A League glory, and, and I'm sure we will do.
1: Have, have you found yourself at any point saying to some of the young fellas, going all Monty Python in it, like you know, back in <laughs> back in my day, you don't know how lucky you are.
4: <laughs> yeah, try and stay away from that. Um, I, I probably can't remember that, uh, when I played; it's that long ago now. So, uh, but no, we we had some fond memories and some really good times when when I arrived here and stuff. But even even some of the memories we had, you know, with some of the characters that we had, you know, it's something that we're trying to you know promote within the academy as well of, of having a, a good off-field um, experience for the players and. Um, it's important that we provide an environment that they can they can thrive in um, and, and expand their, their knowledge in and, um, and an environment that they're, they're a little uncomfortable in um, because that's the nature of professional sport. Um, but in a, a, um, an environment that they can they can certainly thrive in and they do the best thing uh, best thing on the field.
1: Well, in, in terms of a carrot to dangle. Chris, it's not too you know. Just this morning, we saw a guy who's from the Wellington region. I'm trying to remember what I can't remember what college or maybe St. Pat's that he went to. And Marco Stamannick, uh played in the Champions League against your old club, Manchester City. I mean, that's got to be pretty special to be able to show that to the boys you're working with in the resies and go,
4: "Here's what's achievable." Absolutely, it, it, you know, all of these younger players now, they've, they've, there is a pathway. Certainly a pathway into our first team. Um, you know, we've, we've got a current head coach and, and coaching staff that you know will, will promote young players if, if they're deemed good enough. And um, you know, we've certainly done that. So there's certainly a pathway here. Um, and then obviously. Um, you know in europe it's, it just shows that there are lots and lots of good talented young footballers in this country and um, and the world stage is, is at the, the fingertips if they, they want it and um you know it's certainly awesome to see uh, you know players you know performing now in the the Champions League from from um, from New Zealand so it's incredible really but it just shows you that there is a there certainly is a pathway now and um and it's a realistic pathway and if you want it enough and you're willing to sacrifice and work hard enough, then you know it can it could become your dream, and you can have a wonderful lifestyle with it.
1: I was gonna, I have to ask you. I mean, it is your old club, of course, Manchester City. I know it's not Phoenix related. To this question, mate, but uh, Erling Haaland, just how good could he be? I mean, he he looks like maybe he doesn't have the skills of a Messi or a Cristiano Ronaldo, but I, I've got a feeling coming into his career, he's going to have stats that make 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 pretty good reading
4: yeah i mean it, it, for all the the young strikers out there i've had a couple of conversations with our, our players but you know it's just about getting himself in goal scoring positions if it, 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 you know wherever the ball drops within the the 18 yard box he's always there and thereabouts and whenever he does that he'll he'll always have an opportunity to score goals um and 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 there's a there's a key to that and there's a knack to that but it, it isn't rocket science you know he, he puts himself in a position he's always lively whenever the ball comes into the 18 yard box so whenever you know there's opportunities to put the ball in the beat from a cross, he's always there and thereabouts of the cross. If the ball then comes back in from another angle, he's always in a position where he's he's involved in the play again. And, um, and there's no surprise in that his goal tally is looking absolutely exceptional. And I think is a I think after today's game, he's, he's only about eight eight goals from the Golden Boot award already. So long may that that continue for for him because I think it's it, it's a phenomenal force and one that. All, especially all young strikers can learn from about getting yourself in, into a goal scoring position you give yourself such an opportunity to be to, to able to emulate that
1: Good stuff Chris Hey listen, thanks very much for coming on today mate really appreciate it and best of luck to you and the boys against Auckland United this weekend it's going to be uh, pretty special them uh, being able to play on Sky Stadium ahead of the first team
4: Yes, yes it's going to be a great occasion for the players again another step in their development I think pretty much all the, my whole team have never even been on the turf, so um, it's going to be a great occasion, and um, and there's some something they're certainly going to look forward to doing. And then it's it's awesome to have the first team back here in Wellington for for the supporters, for for uh, for the whole country to have our first team back here on home soil. So um, hopefully it's going to be a, a memorable day for everyone.
1: Looking forward to it, mate. Go well and uh, good luck again this weekend. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers, Chris Greenacre, there, former Phoenix number one, uh, number nine, I should say, and uh, coach of the reserve team. It is seventeen away from four. When we come back, it is the Oppo Fan Challenge. We're giving away a set of Oppo Enco W11 earbuds. That is up next. Oppo, featuring SuperVOOC lightning quick smartphone charging tech. This is Phoenix Nation on S E N Z. Away from four o'clock here on Phoenix Nation, and uh, time for the Oppo Fan Challenge. Dale Warburton joins us. G'day, Dale. How are you?
5: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Carter.
1: That's a story, mate. Um, how how are you feeling about the fan challenge? How are you feeling about your your knowledge, your Phoenix knowledge? Well,
5: uh, I guess we'll we'll see we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go.
1: All right, mate. Well, well, we'll get into that in a minute. Let's let's talk about your fandom, though, mate. How long have you been following the Knicks for?
5: Uh, I managed to I managed to pick up a season pass in the in the first season. So it was that uh, uh, two thousand seven. So what's that? Is that
1: fifteen years? It's
5: fifteen years. It's a yeah, long 15, time, mate. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it is. But um, we're reflecting back on what my life was like fifteen years ago.
1: But yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah, it's it, it's all changed in fifteen years. Uh, I mean, in that in that time, you would you've seen a lot of players come and go from the yellow and black. Who's who's your favourite all time Phoenix player? Ooh, um, I think it's
5: got to be Paul Eiffel, doesn't it? Like every time, when he was in his prime, every time I picked up the ball, you know, you'd be you'd be off your seat waiting for something to happen. He was the, the kind of the one player who, you know, I mean, we basically built a whole whole game plan around him. It was basically you know, past Eiffel and and him work his magic for for a couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, no, he was a, he's a special player, all right, all right mate. Uh, what about opposition? Um, have you got a you know, a favourite opposition, a team that you just want to see the Phoenix beat every time, every or you know, see that t- that team lose every time they take the field out of the A League. Uh,
5: yeah, all of them, all of them. Maybe <laughs> maybe Western United, perhaps. Perhaps Western United is probably the uh, one for, for, uh, for obvious reasons with the Mark former, you know, former connection with Mark Rudan. They seem to be our sort of natural natural enemy at the moment. So yeah, we'll take them.
1: Take them, yeah. Because for a long time it was Melbourne Victory, wasn't it?
5: Well, uh, i do not really, i do not too bother about Melbourne Victory. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Western United, they're not very likable either. They're very, yeah, Perth Glory, also a very unlikable team. Full of, yeah, used to in their prime, they used to be full of some very, you know, fairly average people in that, in that side too. What
1: about what about this weekend's opponents, Adelaide? I seem to remember a player named was it Geronimo that used to get under Phoenix fan skin a bit.
5: Yeah, yeah, he's the one that uh, I think Durante uh, had a bit of a mouth-off, I think, after the game, called him a cheat for for diving, I think. He's one of the few players, I think, may have got uh, suspended for the simulation when they were sort of cracking down on that hard for about six weeks in one of the season, and they sort of gave up after that. But yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, they're they're okay. You know, don't hate them hate them too much, but um yeah hopefully uh, we'll get over them on Sunday,
1: yeah fingers crossed we get over them on sunday what what what's your pick for Sunday? How do you think it's gonna roll
5: oh, bit, of a, bit of a tough one I think first up um you know, quite know how the the teams are coming in um you know pre-season's not usually a a very very good indicator of of the form or quality of the side, so I'm um, gonna think over over here um hopefully a a decent crowd um and, and hopefully I guess that the new imports fire but. I think it might be one of those kind of quite cagey affairs and it might only be settled by a goal by either side. Mm,
1: yeah, and, and what do you make of the new, uh, the new recruits for the Phoenix men's team?
5: Yeah, a little bit uh, hard, to, hard to pin down, I guess. Uh, I guess it's a, a bit of a pattern of, of kind of, of signing up a couple of players who have started well in their, in their sort of careers and then maybe picked up an injury or two and kind of fell away and are looking to rebuild their careers. So people in their sort of prime rather than some of the, you know, picking up sort of, mid to, you know, mid thirty sort of journeymen So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of them have a... a uh, Kriev looks like he's got a very good reputation. Um, and, and Sars has obviously come, has played a few games in the Brazilian First Division, which is, you know, uh, quality, <laughs> well above A-League standard. Uh, so, yeah, really hard to, to, to pin it down. But I think I think Kale has, has a history of, of picking... Um, you yeah, know, I don't think he's picked a, a dodgy one yet um, in, the, in the foreign... Foreign spots, um, so yeah, I, I'd, I'd back him to to you know to sign up players who are who fit both well into the system and, and into the team more broadly.
1: All right, Dale, time uh, to see how good your trivia knowledge of the Phoenix is. Uh, a pair of Oppo Enco W11 True Wireless earphones uh, could be yours if uh, you can uh, get three out of five here, mate. Are you ready? Yeah, let uh, let's go for it. All right, first up, who are the defending A League champions? Uh, that would be Western United, unfortunately. Long run up and puts it in the net. All right, 1-0. Uh, which team beat the Phoenix Reserves in the New Zealand National League last weekend? Uh, it's Navy City Rovers. Long
0: run up and puts it
1: in the net. It's two for two. I might have gone too easy on the questions. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Third one, mate. Uh, new Wellington Phoenix women's signing, uh, Claudia Cicho, uh played for which Sydney club in the NPLW? Oh. Uh,
0: is
1: it... Was it like that? Long run-up. Oh. He's got the three. He's already got the three. Do you want to see if you can get the rest?
5: Yeah, let's go for it. I'll set the standard.
1: All right. Former Phoenix Golden Boot Shane Smeltz also played for four other A-League clubs. Name three of them. Uh, Perth, uh, Gold Coast United Sydney. Uh, that's three of them. Long
2: run-up.
1: Mm. And the fourth is uh, this weekend's opponents, Adelaide United. So, uh, well done, mate. Four from four. Yeah, Just about four o'clock, and this has been the very first Oppo Phoenix Nation. Uh, Congratulations to Dale Warburton. He did only get four out of five. We did get cut off by the ads, uh, but his answer to the last question, Wellington Phoenix women start their season against who on November 20 at Sky Stadium? He said Adelaide, but it's not. No, it's Melbourne City is the answer to that one. And we will have uh, a member of the team out of the Wellington Phoenix women's team on next week here on Phoenix Nation. Thanks to OPPO. If you want to have a crack at the OPPO Fan Challenge, you can email me, ricardo.ball at senz.co.nz, and uh, we'll chuck you in the mix for next time around. Coming up 4 o'clock, the run home is next with Mania and Beaver.